Welcome to Scale School, my friends. I'm Dan Bolton and my purpose here is simple. I wanna help you increase the scalability of your coaching or consulting business so as it gets bigger, life gets better. Here we will be talking everything from getting clients, keeping clients, teams, leadership, but most importantly, making scaling simple and fun again. Thanks so much for tuning in and I hope you get a ton out of today's episode. What is up, Dan here. Today, I'm going to be breaking down the 100K a month team, what it's going to take to run a seven-figure business for you. Maybe you're already at that level, you're looking to simplify, or maybe you're looking for reassurance that you've got the right people in the right place. Or for many of you, you aspire to be there one day. But the reality is, is that getting the right people in the right places, not too many, not too few, uh, is one of the hardest things in the business journey. Trust me, I've made every mistake. I've had a team too small, too big. I've been overhired. I've you know spent ridiculous amounts of money with the wrong people on my team. And so today I want to walk you through exactly how to mitigate those risks. And after working with 750 clients, the exact team that you should uh, have in a 100k a month, a seven-figure coaching business. And if you stick to the end, I'm literally going to walk you through the kind of ballpark ranges of what you should be paying those people on the low end and the high end so you can have a sense of the profitability you should be aiming for when it comes to your business. Firstly, let me walk you back to 2020, which is when uh, I had to level up big time. So previous to 2020, uh, you know, I'd started my business in 2018, finished being a youth pastor, had no idea what I was doing in the business realm. Uh, I'd led volunteers up into that point. Uh, you know, I had a lot of leadership experience in that capacity, but I'd never really managed team members. I mean, sure, you know, I had an assistant from time to time that was kind of like my assistant and kind of doing a few other things, but I didn't know how to manage them. I didn't have to manage them. I didn't know how to hire people, fire people. That was re not really my responsibility. So in 2018, I got myself into a position where I was in the business space, which I didn't know much about. And I had a number of clients uh, that had kind of, I had to do things for them. I didn't know how to do myself. So literally in my first five clients, two of them were people I needed to hire contractors for. One was a client that we were doing the kind of Gary V content model for, which is funny because even though, you know, back then Gary was talking about redistributing content, when I think back to 2018 and us taking, you know, videos and chopping them up into lots of little videos and uh, doing quote cards and stuff like that and creating articles, it feels quite far ahead. Like we're only just doing starting to do that in our business. But anyway, I got that happening and I signed that client and then straight away I was like, well, I don't know how to edit video, so I need to find a video editor. And then around that time, I got a uh, client that was a, a grocery store, a supermarket in New Zealand, and we were managing their social media. And initially, it was like me just taking photos on my phone. But what I found was that if I could uh, bring a contractor on, they could bring the camera, take the photos, and even schedule it and upload it to social media. And the only thing I had to do was one hour a week. Now, this all sounds well and good, but all I had done was hire a contractor for a specific job. I didn't have a team member. I didn't know how to manage them. All I did was say, hey, you know, come in here. This is what winning looks like for this particular client. So coming into 2019, 2020, I still had very little experience. I was doing most things myself. 
And what happened was in the middle of 2019, we relaunched this agency 2.0. So I'd previously done everything for everyone up until that point. I had no niche, no real clear offer. So June of 2019, we, when I say we, me at the time, um, I launched this agency that became, you know, focused in on helping coaches get sales calls. Many of you know that story. I'm not going to dive into that now. But what I did was I hired a contractor at that point that was a, a longtime good friend and he was bricklaying at the time and he was working a few hours a day for me. And I was like, this is epic. And at that time I was uh, in a mastermind with Taki Moore, great coach, really good friend of mine. And um, he invited me to apply for a coaching role for him. It was going to be part-time. I could do it alongside the agency. At that point, the agency was like, 10k a month 15k a month like it so the idea of working with him on that was totally doable and so i thought and um at that time uh you know i i really didn't know what i was looking to do long term so you know applying to work with him sounded great well it took a couple of months of interviews and things like that to uh get to the point where i knew whether or not i was going to be coaching for him and at that point the agency had grown to 50k a month and so I got the call, I got the job, uh, was incredibly stoked and excited. What happened was day one, working with Taki and his team, I hired my first full-time employee. So that guy that had been working a couple of hours a day had then uh, started full-time literally the day that I started working with Taki. And um, the next few months were chaos and fun. And we scaled that to 100K a month while I was working three days a week for Taki, kind of three, four-ish days a week. Sometimes it felt like five, but it was a lot of fun. And um, I had this full-time employee. Now we got to 100K a month with me, this me working part-time, this full-time employee, and a funnel agency that we contracted to that did a little bit of work that was like 500 bucks a month or something like that. So profit margins were insane. Uh, and, and it was mostly manageable, uh, but, but there, was, there was some stressful times for sure, um, obviously because I was working basically another full-time job. And I knew at that point, February 2020, I needed to hire team members. Now keep in mind, my hiring uh, you know, history up until that point was one person. I had hired one person. And now, yes, I'd worked with contractors, but I had only had my first employee and uh, he was a really good friend. So there was a lot of rapport, there was a lot of trust, and clearly there was a lot that I still had to learn. Now, keep in mind, I just got to 100K a month, the mythical 100K a month. I was so excited. I was, I just thought I was the man. You know, I was on track for my two comic club award and all of that. And so, uh, you know, now I have a million dollar business. Now, keep in mind, million dollar business, quotation marks. Um, now, keep in mind, I, I realistically needed one to maybe two people like we needed someone on the uh we needed a virtual assistant which i you know realized around that time that was a very important role and we probably need one more media buyer to come on or someone in the client success area we need someone to help with delivery right what did i do though <laughs> the, the magic question is i needed to hire one to two people how many did i hire i hired five and uh don't ask me why i don't know um, but it all sounded good and felt good at the same time because keep in mind, we're growing from zero to 100K a month in nine months. It felt like the sky was the limit. And so I hired five people. Now you can imagine a number of things happened when I hired five people. Firstly, things got real complex real fast. Secondly, margins disappeared. Both my time and energy margins, profit margins, all the rest. 
Third, growth slowed because I was massively now focused on uh, all of these extra mouths to feed and meetings to attend and all of that. Uh, it was pretty intense. And stress became my, my best friend. And unfortunately, around that time, I had to finish up with working with Taki, which, you know, had I done our own business differently, maybe I would have continued that relationship longer. It was just so chaotic. I remember my really good friend, Alex Scharfen, uh, you know, I, I wrote, I reached out to him at one point. I was like, hey, dude, I'm really starting to drink a lot because I'm really stressed and I don't know how to deal with the stress. He's like, hey, you idiot. <laughs> you have a seven-figure business and a full-time job. Pick one, <laughs> right? It was like, it was kind of like I needed that wake-up call. And so um, I'd hired all these people, right? I wasn't even full-time in the business at that point. And so I, I immediately uh, made some mistakes there, right? And, and I, I'm going to cut the agency story short because the agency goes on for a while longer. The agency gets hacked. We lose a bunch of money. I step out of the agency and the remaining team there actually run it. So we got to the point where we'd figured out how to manage a team and that team basically self-managed for the next year at 100K a month. So there is a silver lining. I did learn some lessons in the agency space, but then I launched the coaching program. And in the coaching program, uh, I got to 50K a month with just me. And at that point, I was like, right, I need a client success coach. So I hire a client success coach. And then we hire a few more people along the way. And that it grows to 100K a month. And in 2021, uh, we double going from 160-ish K a month to 347K. Uh, the, the, the mythical, if you've been listened to a few of these, uh, we've referenced that number a lot because we've never had a number bigger than that, transparently, uh, nor do we want one uh, anytime soon. Um, but it was a really, really cool time. We we doubled uh, basically in 90 days. Um, and again, uh, fast growth. Um, firstly, when you're growing, for those of you who haven't experienced fast growth like that, you your perspective is off. You think it could go on forever, right? You feel like Superman and you feel really smart. You feel like everything you're touching is turning to gold. Like just keep in mind that was really profitable. Like I was taking home huge amounts of that that money. And so I just felt really smart. And so I was like, I'm a CEO now. Like we run a multiple seven-figure business, right? It was that same ego that was kind of going on for me early 2020 that made me hire five people when we needed to. And so I grew our team to 13 people. Now again, yeah, we'd had a, a big month and, and there was a lot of work to do. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like, yeah, we just needed like a team of two of us. Like there was stuff to do. I had to be a CEO. We had a big sales team. You know, it was it was like a, we got up to a $4 million run rate, right? It's a, it's a decent sized business, but I massively overhired. The same thing happened, right? We, you know, business got hard. Uh, profit went down. Enjoyment went down. Momentum faded because now it was complex. And, you know, we had three client success coaches doing the work of two. We had three closers. Like maybe we had two closers doing the work of one. Like it was just like everyone kind of had a partner and there was real no reason. And again, I, I made a, a lot of um, mistakes there. Flash forward to now where, you know, last year we did $2 million, um, And with the, the peak, we had a team of 13. Uh, this year, it's me plus four people. Uh, it's very simple, very profitable, and really fun. And I, that kind of brings me to the topic of obviously what we're going to talk about here, which is like there are a lot of things that have made our business better, right? Our acquisition model, our overall business model. What we talk about is like the new way of getting to 100K a month, you know, building recurring revenue. But the key that's really helped me um, sustain this and help free me up to where my work hours vary from kind of 10, 15, maybe they peak at 20 hours a week, some weeks uh, in this season of my life. Uh, and it's because of the team that we have built. And, and it's not only having, you know, the right number of people, but the right people in those seats. 
And so, you know, we've worked with uh, across the last couple of years, 750-ish clients, right? And obviously that grows every single week. And I've noticed a number of patterns and kind of the four big things that, that I've realized is, um, you know, there are four things and, and I want to focus in on the team piece, but there are four things you want to understand in the context. The first is you, you need to have a scalable business model. Like it doesn't matter what team members you bring on in what order if you don't have the right model. And I was talking to someone yesterday, they reached out and I was, I think they were reaching out about team. And, you know, they said, how have your profit margins changed uh, for the better? Or how have your profit margins been impacted by reducing team members? And I was like, well, massively, of course, like we just have more money. And he was like, man, mine are drastically going down. And I said, well, you know, it's rather looking for a new funnel or, you know, a new whatever. You need to make sure that your foundation, your, your, business model itself is actually scalable, right? Pricing, terms, deliverables is all that sorted because you can't add enough people or take enough people away or have the right people in the right seats enough uh, to where it's going to make a massive difference on profit, scale, happiness, all of that if the business model isn't good. So that's number one. You need to create a scalable business model where as it gets bigger, life gets better, not worse. Number two, you need to hire the right people in the right order. Hire the right people in the right order. And we're going to talk about that more in a second. Number three, um, this is really, really important. Uh, give clear responsibilities, KPIs, and processes to win in their role. I'm going to say that again. You need to get those right people in the right order and then give them clear responsibilities, KPIs, and processes to win in their role. Number four, you need to then train and lead them to perform well and consistently. And you might be thinking like, well, where's the thing about, you know, where do I turn ads on? Or where do I, you know launch the new funnel or where do I launch a new offer? And all of those things are a part of it. But this is literally like how you scale a business, right? It's get the business model right, then find the right people in the right order, then give those right people clear ways to win and measure their win, uh, measure their progress and measure their roles with KPIs where possible. And then you train and lead them to perform well consistently. But the people part is where most people get it wrong because I see a lot, like we talk to so many different business owners, uh, you know, high ticket coaches, uh, agency owners, people in the, in the client-based space that are either overstaffed, understaffed, uh, have, have people doing more roles than they should, right? Wearing multiple hats. They have generalists trying to be specialists, specialists trying to be generalists. And this whole getting the right people in the right place is a very big challenge. It's oftentimes something we never thought we were signing up for. We never thought about. We, we, we were in this business to coach people, to run ads, to whatever it is we do when it comes to our expertise. We never thought about the whole becoming a CEO, going from solopreneur to entrepreneur, going from coach to CEO. And so I just want to give you some insight in terms of the 100K a month high ticket uh, coaching team, right? Or the, that, that doesn't make sense. The high ticket team for a coaching business is what I'm trying to say. Now, keep in mind, all the figures I'm going to talk about are USD. So if you're in New Zealand, Canada, Australia, Europe, whatever it might be, USD. And that's an important piece because obviously we're going to talk about compensation as well. So the five areas are the five people on this team, including yourself. So it's you plus four people. And our experience for our type of business, meaning like you might have a group or you've got some, um, you've got some uh, deliverables that are above and beyond coaching. Like we have recruitment in ours, uh, in our offer. But I'm not talking an agency where you, you know, running clients' ads and building funds and stuff like that. You might need additional people for that. 
This is the type of business where you're like booking calls, taking calls, signing clients, and you've got a high level of support in the, the program. There's not like a course, there's an actual coaching program. With that being said, uh, sorry, one more disclaimer. Uh, this is obviously generalizations, right? Everyone's a little bit different, but you know, this is what we found working with hundreds of clients, generating hundreds of millions of dollars for them. Five people, one, yeah, one plus four, right? You plus four. A virtual assistant, right? And this is the order, by the way. This is the order we, we see them being hired in. Number one, virtual assistant. If you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant, okay? So I would say this is the hire everyone should make if you don't already have it, like day one of business. Now, that might be a really bold claim and, and maybe it's not literally day one, but it's like month one. It's like month two. It's, it's early days. You can bring on a virtual assistant um, at any any number of hours per week to assist you in anything when it comes to admin and repeatable tasks. So one of the things that we've become really known for is like, let's say a Facebook group. We've, we've really figured out how to grow that organically with repeatable tasks. Now the key is repeatable tasks, right? There's like adding people, there's inviting people, there's all these different things that go into it. For you as the business owner to do that, firstly, it's not a good use of your time, right? Secondly, what's the likelihood that you are gonna do it or remember to do it consistently without missing a day, without missing a step in the process? Well, probably pretty unlikely that you're gonna follow that. And so getting a virtual assistant for at least one hour a day, five days a week is an easy way to buy back more of your time. Then obviously virtual assistants can do things from managing your inbox to manage your calendar, but this is the first hire that everyone should need. You, you will have the capital to get a virtual assistant, I promise. They can start at $5 an hour, and again, you can start at any number of hours per week. We have a virtual assistant that's been with us for two years. We hired them at the start of 2020, one of the best hires we've ever made, virtual assistant hire number one. Number two, is a coach. Now, this might be controversial, but I wanna walk you through why your first person should not be sales related. Hiring, the philosophy behind hiring is to buy back your time so you can focus more on revenue generating activities. And, and the biggest mistake I see people make is because people typically don't like to sell, right? They don't wanna be in the DMs, booking calls, taking calls, is they go like, I'll keep coaching for now, I'll get an appointment center or I'll get a closer. The problem with that is, is that that is where your time is best spent when it comes to generating revenue for the business. When you are under 100K a month, your time and energy allocation should be 70% on marketing and sales and 30% on client fulfillment. Now that does not mean you don't care about clients. It does not mean you don't serve them. What it does mean is that the, the way that you systemize delivery should only need you to give 30% of your time to serving them. And so you can focus on 70% of time um, on actually acquiring new clients because most businesses die from lack of client acquisition, right? It's not that they have too many clients, right? It's that they have not enough. And so you wanna make sure that you're buying your time back. Now what happens at 20 to $30,000 a month in my experience is that's when uh, delivery starts to break because it's all coming down onto the, the CEO, the, the coach, which is you. And so what's happening is you have all of these uh, calls that you're booking, you know, you're taking the calls, now you're signing these clients, now you're having to serve these clients. And so you're jumping between all of these different things and you're wearing all of these different hats, it's very challenging. And so the, the easiest way to buy back some of your time at this level is to get you, uh, get someone to help you in the delivery. Now, there are two types of coaches that you would be looking for at this level. I got this verbiage of uh, Cole Gordon, incredibly smart coach in our space. You have the connector coach and the expert coach. Now the connector coach, 
They don't need to know everything. They need to be a great facilitator to the knowledge, meaning a client comes to them. They might not have all the answers, but they can point to the module or they can point to the support call. They're almost like a client concierge, but a step up where they're like, they're still helping people develop game plans. They're helping troubleshoot, but they don't know everything. The model we have is we have an expert coach. The expert coach does need to be skilled uh, and experienced in a lot of the areas we teach because of the level we teach at. Regardless, you just need to figure out which one of those you might need for your business model, and then you need to get one. Now, again, the cool thing is, is that you can get someone on part-time. They might start with you 10, 15, 20 hours a week, and more often than not, they are gonna come from your own client community. That's the best part of most coaching roles is that the best person to coach is someone who has previously used your system and been successful with it. Not only is it inspiring for the rest of your community to see someone who was successful with it, now coaching, whether it's on the side or their full-time thing, but it's also really, really helpful because that person understands the culture, understands the community, and understands the overall systems. So that's high number two, is you need to get a coach to buy back your time from delivery so you can focus more on acquisition. Number three is now the setter. Now this is where everyone wants to jump to. Typically, uh, you're trying to book calls, uh, you don't have the time or you don't have the energy to book them and so you wanna outsource that right away. But you wanna make sure this hire happens at the right time where you are already booking calls consistently. The mistake I see people make with hire number three, the appointment setter, is they hire them from a place of weakness, meaning you're not booking calls enough on your own, which means you don't have enough leads or you don't have a proven process to take leads into book calls. And so you hire an appointment center thinking they're magically gonna figure it all out on their own, right? You might have a group of 500 people, 5,000 people, and you think simply by hiring an appointment center and saying, hey, I'm gonna let you loose, uh, please go ahead and book some calls, that it's all of a sudden uh, going to fix itself that they're just gonna have the magic touch. And the reality is, is that that is not true, at least in my experience. And so. What you wanna do is hire a sitter, and the right time for that is when you are consistently booking calls yourself. And the threshold, and again, every situation is different, and we'll be able to find examples that disprove me, but the average uh, of the best time to bring in an appointment sitter is when you are booking at least five showed up strategy sessions per week. Now, why is this important? Well, firstly, I'm not gonna get into the compensation model of exactly how each appointment set is going to be paid. They might be paid per call or per closed set, which means per successful sale. But if you were not booking five calls a week, then firstly, you might not have enough leads. Secondly, you might not have a clear enough process. Or thirdly, um, if if you were not you know, booking five calls and they come in and let's say they start booking two or three, which is what you were booking, right? So they're doing as good as you, they're not gonna be making enough money to sustain their employment with you, whether it's part-time or full-time. And so on-track earnings for a setter is very, very important, right? This isn't a charity, they're not coming to volunteer for you. And so you need to make sure that you are above a certain threshold. So let's say 20 showed up strategy sessions uh, a month, right? Five a week, if you close at 25%, that's five closed sets. If you're compensating them at $300 uh, per closed set with a $1,500 base, they're gonna be pay paid $3,000, let's say, right? So that's doable for a lot of places in the world. I'm not going to get into the, the deeper details of all of that, but five a week is minimum. You want to have approved out enough lead flow and you want to have uh, a proven process. That's uh, higher number three is the appointment setter. Now, higher number four is the one that everyone wants to jump to uh, too soon. And this is the closer. But keep in mind what I said, the goal is for you to free up your time, to buy back your time with each hire so you can focus on revenue generating activities. 
So at this stage, you have outsourced the administration part of your business, right? All the repeatable tasks, that virtual assistant can also, that hire number one, can also become a client concierge, which means that they're dealing with all of the client success related admin stuff, right? Billing, maybe sending client reminders for calls, all that type of stuff. That's like what we train our clients to do is have a virtual assistant who's supporting the whole business in all areas with the repeatable tasks. Number two, you're out of delivery, uh, a big portion of it anyway, uh, with a coach. Number three, you're now, with that third hire, you're now out of a lot of the um, call booking and you're now just coaching that setup. So the best place that an owner at that stage could be spending their time is taking sales calls. Now, it's not the only place. You still have a business to run. You still have a team to manage. But you're going to be spending a considerable amount of time and energy closing deals. Now, because you are the owner and you have been working at this for months, maybe even years, you are going to have A, skills, B, like you're going to have good credibility, good brand, because people are actually booking calls and jumping on with you, the owner, the person, the guru. Uh, they're going to be loving that. And you're also going to have deep market knowledge, which means you're going to be closing higher. Now, I just want you to think about this example for a second. Let's say your setter is cranking things are going well, you are booking um, 40 calls a month, right? Let's say you're doing 40 calls a month. So you're taking 10 live calls a week. Let's say because you were the business owner, you were closing at 40%, right? Which is not uncommon, especially when you're using something like a group, an email, 40 to 50% for a business owner to be closing on the phone is not uncommon. And so let's say you're closing at 40%. So you've got 40 uh, calls a month. You're closing 40% of, I'm like trying to do the math in my head. I'm like, goodness, okay, why why did I make this hard for myself? 40 calls at at 40%. <laughs> I love it. So this would be something like 16 calls, I think is what I'm doing in my head. 16, four, I have no idea. It's something like that. What I'm trying to say is, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, I dropped out of school, guys. I dropped out of school at 16 and I didn't listen for the you know 12 years before that. So it's my bad. What's going to happen is you're going to hand over to a closer, even if you're a great closer, they're A, going to have a ramp up time, or B, never going to get back to where you were anyway, which means your business will overnight shrink. I just want you to think about that. People do not consider the fact that they are better at sales typically than anyone else who's going to be at least initially. And so what happens is if nothing else changes, meaning if all of the calls stay the same, your business might half, meaning you might go from a 40% close rate to a closer's first 30 to 60 days being at 20% or 25%. And that's really realistic and very expected, but you've now taken a huge revenue hit. Now, why I bring this up is, A, you need to be aware of it when you eventually hire this role, but B, you only hire this role where your time is now going to be better spent scaling acquisition as a whole so that you can make up for that drop. So when you were at a point in your business where you were going to be, uh, you know, better spent creating content, creating email campaigns, scaling ads, managing the setter and the salesperson, when your time is going to be better spent there, right? That's what the time when it makes sense. Now, what we see typically from a revenue perspective is it is no lower than 60,000 a month and it's as high as 100 to even 150,000 a month. Now, there's no set rule. I'm not gonna tell you like you need to have this many calls and this many closes. All I'm saying is you, you should know 
Uh, you know, you, you get to a point where you're like, well, I'm taking 15 calls a week and that's a lot of hours between taking them and preparing and following up. Um, but you don't want to do it too soon. You do not want to delegate that role too soon. Uh, you definitely, you know, I mean, I, I, there's some horror stories where people, you know, hire a closer and all of a sudden, you know, their business shrinks and they don't have money to pay people and then they're letting off, letting go, not just the closer, but everyone else. So it's not something you hire too soon and just jump into. And then eventually there's you, just you. So there's five people to 100K a month. Now, I'm going to get into the compensation in a moment, but I just want you to think about this for a second, that for many of us, we have been, uh, bought, we've bought into this kind of really bloated business model where even under 100K a month, I see people with multiple closes or multiple setters or multiple VAs or different things. And again, if you've got more client delivery side, right? Like we have two people in operations in our business, even though it's just me plus four people, two of them are operations because we've got recruitment that we offer our clients, right? So there's more deliverables that we've chosen to bring on after our business model. So there might be certain subtle shifts for you here, but this is, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, the 100K a month team that you need to sustain that seven-figure business, right? VA, coach, setter, closer. At each level, it's about buying back your time so you can free yourself up to focus on more revenue generating activities. Now, I'm gonna give you some uh, compensation rules here. Drum roll. These are totally uh, ballparks and I've given you ranges from low end to high end. Okay, so um, on the VA side, we want someone who is really exceptional. So you might start with someone who is at a $5 an hour uh, level and there's nothing wrong with that and uh, you can find really, really good people. However, if you want them client facing, meaning like they're client concierge, they're helping out with, with things, um, then you're not necessarily going to stay at the $5 an hour level. And so monthly budget wise, you're going to be looking you know, for $1,000 on the low end and $2,000 on the high end. That's typically going to be the range. Again, it's, it's a big range because $2,000, you might be able to find someone who can actually run some basic ads for your company, build some funnels and things like that. And if, you, and if you're new to the world of virtual assistants, welcome. I mean, it's going to change your life, right? $1,000 in the low end, $2,000 on the high end. Again, ballparks, people can give me, you know, examples either way. This is just what I found. Coach, again, is going to be a range depending on whether they are connector or whether they are an expert. Again, we're talking full time here. On the low end, you might find someone for $4,000. Again, depending on your niche, you might find someone as low as $3,000. $4,000 is typically what I find for a connector coach, all the way up to $7,000. Now, all the way up to $7,000, really the sky is the limit with a coach, depending on how many clients they can handle, what your price point is, their level of expertise, but this is the average. I'm gonna talk through the totals in a minute. For a setter, on the low end, $3,000 a month, and again, all of this is in USD. On the high end, $6,000 a month, right? $3,000. $6,000. Again, this comes down to how many deals they're closing, right? And your price point. And then a closer is going to be typically at the six dollars to $8,000 a month range. Now, again, can you get them cheaper? Yes. Can you pay them more? Yes. But why, why, and you might be thinking like, I thought we paid them 10% on cash collected, which is a, a very typical model. And the answer is like, you probably, you probably will do that. Uh, so why isn't it $10,000 all the way up to $10,000? Well, because at least in how we teach uh, people to build high ticket businesses, you want to have a stack of recurring revenue. And so what that means is that you don't just get clients, but you keep clients for a really long time in a monthly recurring revenue model. And so uh, if you hit 100K a month, the closer shouldn't be getting 10% of that, right? Because that's not all new cash. It might be $40,000 
uh, in recurring revenue and $60,000 in new cash, which means they might get $6,000 of that, for example. So I just want to look at that. So why this is so important to look at, again, there are variables, your business might be a little bit different, but on the low end, you can get to 100K a month with a team of uh, five, one, one plus four, so you including four, um, uh, at, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Uh, you plus four is what I was trying to say. Uh, for the low end at $15,000, right? Four great team members for $15,000. On the high end, you might be looking at 23000 but this is where it starts to get silly. Like I was talking to someone the other day who was making $30,000 a month and they had just brought on a coach and they had negotiated a deal where the coach was going to be making around eight, nine, ten thousand dollars 10000 Now they thought it was really worth it because they were going to get out of client delivery, but it's not about uh, just looking at things through one lens and saying, well, how much do I value my time? You know, it's all also down to what would you have to pay? Uh, you know, what could you, what could you uh, find this talent for and for how much elsewhere, right? You might find a stud that's willing to do it for 10,000 and you might also find someone who's equally talented and equally experienced that's willing to do it for five. And this is where profit margins and in my experience, especially I've made a lot of mistakes where, where people overpay First, first mistake is overstaffing. Second mistake is typically overpaying. Now, of course, there are people who underpay, and that's a whole other thing. But I find people typically overpay or just, just get the compensation wrong. So on the low end, we're talking at $100,000 a month, you might be able to get away having 15000 in team costs. This is not paying you. This is not paying ads. This is not subscriptions and stuff like that. This is pure team costs. And on the higher end, it might be $23,000, dollars $25,000. Now, this is still leaving a whole lot of profit to play with. Yes, you might run some ads, have all of that, but our team, our clients uh, run teams that are so lean that leave so much profit in their business for them to decide what to do with it, whether they're going to you know, save for a rainy day or whether they're going to bring it out. And you know, like our client Peter just went to uh, Hawaii, our client Tiati just, just paid 40 grand to take his family on a cruise ship. You can make those types of decisions when you have that type of profit to do with. So I'm hoping this was helpful and I'm hoping this dispelled some myths when it comes to scaling your 100K a month business. Firstly, if you're trying to do it all yourself, stop. Secondly, if you think that you need this big, bloated, complex team to build a million dollar business, you are uh, in good company. <laughs> I believe the same thing, but but you're wrong. You do not you do not need that. You can get away with a team of five, including yourself, to 100k a month, um, and you can do it in a way that you know you have lots of profit for yourself, and you get the right people. That team is going to uh, almost self manage. There are going to be some like I do about four hours of calls total uh, a week, and about two hours of those with team. One huddle. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that today. All I'm trying to say is you, you get it right. You get the right people in the right places who are clear about what it is they're doing. Uh, things can be simple and fun and wildly profitable. So I'm hoping this is helpful. If you have any questions at all, don't hesitate to reach out, drop a comment, all of that. And I look forward to seeing you in another episode. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of Scale School. I hope you found something valuable in today's episode. If you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and do that so you can be notified every time we drop future episodes. And if you and I have not already connected, feel free to track me down on any one of the social media platforms. My big head and smiling face are no doubt gonna be there. And you can just search my name, Dan Bolton, and we can connect there. But thank you again for tuning in and I'll see you in a future episode.